Good morning. uh, This series has been called, for those who don't remember or know, um, the whole idea was No Perfect People. And uh, Elvin came to me about a couple months ago and said, um, we're doing this whole series on No Perfect People, and uh, I think you should speak. (laughs) So I wasn't sure how to take that. (laughs) That was good or otherwise, or he's just trying to remind me, you're not perfect, Al. So... We're going to jump into this morning, and uh, there you go. What do these people have in common? What? Loathing. Loathing, okay. (laughs) Sloggers. This guy here is a little bit old and enjoying some food. These two look like they're ready to get into some trouble, but they're young and old alike, and so... Oftentimes, I think we think of ourselves as uh, whether you're young or old, you are all loved by God and beautiful in His sight. And I just want to, you to memorize that. Maybe we should repeat it together or read it together. No, we won't do that. But whether you are young or old, you are all loved in God's sight. He loves us and cares for us. And sometimes we need that reminder because there's this certain person that comes alongside of us sometimes And he likes to whisper in our ears. What does he whisper in our ears? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thanks, Joe. (laughs) Was that directed at me or at this person over here? (laughs) Satan comes along and whispers in our ears, and he tries to tell us, you're just not good enough. Maybe you're too young. Maybe you're too old. Uh, You can't do that. And so he tries to convince us to step back and kind of think that we're worthless and helpless sometimes. And so we have to kind of fight that because sometimes he whispers in all of our ears. It doesn't matter if you're young or old or anything in between. It's that whisper sometimes that kind of says, "Mm, I don't think you can do it. I don't think you should try. I think you should just cower and move away. Those kind of voices come into our heads no matter what age we are. But sometimes we are older in our thoughts, and it gets into our head and into our ears. You are too old. You have messed up too often. Tried that once and it didn't work. Or you have a fear of failure, because that sets in as well. A lot of times in our lives, we're afraid to fail. Let me remind you that if you are still breathing, you're capable of serving God. I hope you're all breathing here today. We don't want to call any medics in. And hopefully I won't put you to sleep that you stop breathing as well. But if, you can, if you're still breathing, you are capable of serving God. We're going to tackle the young side first. If you think you're too young to serve God, I have a few questions for you. Uh, how old was Jesus when he started his ministry? 30. Thank you. Somebody's awake out there. 30 years old. How many of you are under 30 today? Ah, there's a few hands. The rest don't want to admit it. No. He was 30. And, and, and I get it because you can say, well, yeah, but Al, he was, he, was, geez, he was God's son, okay? So he's allowed to do that when he's 30. So you might use that excuse. What about his 12 disciples? How old were they? Anybody? Any Bible school students? Did you learn any of that stuff? A rabbi is usually older than his disciples. 
And most of his disciples were figured to be between the age of 17 and 25. And you can say again, yeah, but Al, he, he, they hung out together. They saw miracles. They, were, they weren't afraid of anything. Well, I guess they were. But sometimes we use that as, as our excuse. And we're full of excuses. And Timothy was no different in a sense. But Timothy had Paul. Paul was speaking into Timothy's life. Paul wrote this to Timothy. And he said that, uh, I want to use this. He said, Timothy, I'm going to give you a lot of advice. If you turn to 1 Timothy and read Timothy this week, I would encourage you to read 1 Timothy. And all the advice that he gives to, to, to Timothy, Paul gives him that and says, I want you to remember all these things. He gives him advice in leadership, in worship, how to uh, encounter people, but he also tells him how to live his life for him. If you look at in chapter 4 of 1 Timothy, these verses, starting with verse 6, he says, If you explain these things to the brothers and sisters, Timothy, you'll be worthy servant of Christ Jesus, one who is nourished by a message of faith and good teachings you have followed. Do not waste your time arguing over godless ideas and wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits in this life and the life to come. This is trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. This is why we work hard to, and continue to struggle. For our hope is in the living God, who is our Savior of all people, and particularly of all believers. Then he said, teach these things and insist that everyone learn them. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Those are some pretty incredible words that Paul spoke to him. Teach these things, he says, and insist that everyone learn them. Everyone. Don't let anyone think less of you because you're young. Be an example to all the believers in what you say, in the way that you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Those are incredible words when they sink into our hearts and say, this is what he wanted them to live like. He wanted them to serve God with all that they had. Don't let anyone ever say you are too young. You have to dare to dream when you're young. I think it's so important that you as young people, and I know that sounds odd sometimes, but you who are between the ages of 10 and 30, I'll use that as a category, but each of you dream a dream. You're full of young youth and spunk and energy. Use it for God. Don't stop. I, I've been an advocate for youth all my life. And it's because I love to see their energy. I love to see their excitement. I love junior high kids. That's crazy. <laughs> Any junior high teachers here? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about in a sense. Um, some days they drive you crazy, and some days they inspire you. And so they are full of energy. Use that energy for God. And sometimes we use the excuse, we're just too young. Well, I, a few years ago, I taught a course on the history of youth ministry, and it was pretty cool to see uh, 
how each major youth organization that's in the world today was started by people in their 20s. You know, Young Life, Jim Rayburn, he started that in the 60s and 70s because he felt a passion for teenagers and said, they're not going to church, I'm going to create a church that they want to come to. You have Youth for Christ or Youth Unlimited these days who still goes to high school campuses and still gets involved in kids' lives. And they have a passion to see young people come to know them. Started again by someone in their 20s. And their first speaker happens to be, and their first advocate would be someone by the name of Billy. Yeah, Billy Graham. He was their first guy that actually got up and spoke and did rallies and brought tons of teenagers to the to faith. The YMCA was started by a bunch of young guys and gals and because they were concerned about young farmers who were moving to the city to work in the factories and said they need a place to fellowship, they need a place to live, they need to learn how to live in the city. And so that was created for them as well. InterVarsity started along the same times and they brought the campus crusade ministries and other ministries into the campuses, universities and settings like that. And I can read some of your minds right over here especially, you're saying, yeah, Al, that's history. You're old, remember? That's history. And I'm going, like, yeah, that's history, but it was started by people your age. So let me bring it to you a little bit closer to home than maybe. And I want you to make sure that you don't um, swallow this lie that you aren't good enough or you're too young. A bunch of junior high students heard about IGM, International Justice Mission, their mandate is to go to foreign, other countries and free young kids from slavery. Believe it or not, 8-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds are being sold into factory slavery. Their parents need a surgery. They said, you give us your son or daughter for 10 years and we'll, they can pay it off. And they're trapped. And then there's the others that are like 10 and 12 years old and they're being sold into the sex, sex slavery. And, and they become a product almost to be bought and used by people. Sad situation. If you have a son or daughter like 10 or 12 years old, that's the age that that's happening in. IGM came alongside and said, you, we can make a difference in these kids' lives. We can free them. And they work hard at it. Well, these junior high kids said, let's, uh, let's tackle this thing. They're our age. We can make a difference. They set a goal of $50,000. How much money do you have in your bank account? Not that much. <laughs> Most junior high students don't have much in their piggy bank, and they like to spend it on themselves a lot of times. And so they said, we're going to raise this thing. Well, how are we going to raise that? Well, they went into the public schools and said, hey, there's a passion there. There's a, there's a desire. We need to change this thing. And they raised $50,000 to free these young kids from slavery. Pretty cool how they did that. So you don't have to be 20 or 30 or 40 years old to take on a passion and to make an impact in your schools and your students' lives. There's a group of students that I was working with that we went on missions trips for several years and we thought, okay, it's pretty predictable. We use this curriculum. We use it all the time in different ways. And, and they came to me and said, Al, don't spend money this year on that. We got it. I'm like, what do you mean you got it? No, we got it. We'll, we'll write the whole thing. We'll do the whole week. I'm like, you know how much work that is? I'm like, uh, th I don't want this to fall and fail. And they said, no, we got it. So I checked in on them every so often, and they wrote the curriculum. 
They wrote the stories. They put the crafts together. They put the snacks together. They put the entire week together. And those students did an amazing job of running an entire week of VBS for, for kids in a different community in northern BC. How cool was that? And I just stood back and watched. And you know what? When I check in on Facebook for some of those students, they're still walking with God. And they're still doing stuff for God. So sometimes we just need to empower them and let them, let them go and let them do it. Don't let them believe that little person that comes and whispers in your ear and says, you can't, you're too young. Here's another one. These four college students were excited about connecting people. And they tried to connect people on eight different campuses. So they sat down and dreamed about how they could build this thing and how they could get people to interact. And it was amazing. And it was so amazing that the school shut it down after three days because it was wrecking their internet system. This school happened to be Harvard, which was a fairly prestigious school. And uh, two of them ended up getting booted out of the school because of it. And they changed the way we communicate today. They changed the world of communication. They changed the way we connect with people. Any idea what they created? Facebook. His name is Mark Zickelberg, and they created Facebook. And it's changed the way we live our lives. It's changed the way we see ourselves a lot of times. And so, young men and women, don't ever believe the lie that Satan of Satan and tries to convince you that you can't do it. Because you can. Dare to dream. You're full of spunk. You've got lots of life to give. Use it for God in a very special way. Proverbs 22, 29 says this. Oh, let's do this one first. Remember, God looks at your heart, not your date of birth. Hmm. He looks at your heart, not your date of birth. Proverbs 20, 29 says this. The glory of the young is their strength. The gray hair of experience is the splendor of the old. I have splendor. Some of you have lost all your splendor now. You just have smooth. It's getting close. But the whole idea here is just that the glory of the young is their strength. They have lots of energy and excitement, but there's also wisdom in being old and gray as well, I'm discovering. So on the flip side, the same thing happens to us. The devil comes along and says, you're too old. You've tried that, done that, didn't work before. Comes alongside and says, eh, maybe it's for someone younger than you to do. And we believe the lie that we are no longer useful in God's kingdom. Sometimes we stand there, we can kind of just gaze into the future and say, God, what's next? What do you want us to do? I think of a guy named Ken. Grandpa Ken, we called him. He showed up at 65 years old of retirement and said, Al, I want to help in youth ministry. Okay, what do you want to do? I want to come on your mission trips. Serious? We don't go to bed early. Students do crazy things at night. And you want to come along and work with us? Great, come along. And Grandpa Ken came along probably for seven or eight years and joined in on every mission trip that we ran because he loved it, and the kids loved him. And he became Grandpa Ken to all those students. I think of Lou and Myrna, who, again, were in their 70s and 
drove our, our bus for us. And they would drive us from, from uh, Kelowna down to California. Not just a quick trip. Full of bus loads with crazy teenagers in it. And we'd go all the way to northern BC. Or we'd come out to the prairies and do a prairie tour. And it was a youth choir that sang. There's like 40 of them in the back of the bus. And so they just gave their heart and lives to help those young people. What a cool way to serve. Or I think of, of uh, Oswald. Oswald was a retired school teacher, and we had a homework club. And he came and he helped grade eight and nines with their math. And, and he loved it. He fell in love with that thing, and, and he just he served year after year after year just helping out. Or my cookie ladies who made cookies for us and served them to the kids at homework club. And they loved making cookies. And it was homemade cookies, not Oreos or other kind of cookies that you might buy in the store. And students said, wow, these are homemade cookies with, made with love just for us. And I think that was so cool. So there are ways to serve, ways that you and I can be a part of things. Paul advised Timothy later in the book. Ah, let's go back to this one. Paul advised them in the book, uh, just uh, instructed them that all believers would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart and a clean conscience and a genuine faith. This psalm, Psalm 92, says this, but the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon, for they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God even in old age, they will still produce fruit and will remain vital and green. In other words, as they grow older, they are part of God's work and they are continuing to produce fruit in so many special ways. God's not done with us. He wants to use us throughout our life. It doesn't matter if you're 10 years old, 20 years old, 40 years old, 80 years old. 90 years old, there's some hundred centurions that live in our community. God's not done. What is he going to allow you to do? If you're young, dare to dream. If you're old, dare to dream as well. There's so much more that you can do. If you can still breathe, you can serve God. So what's he calling you to do? There's so many things that you can volunteer for. There's things here in this church. You can talk to any of the pastors. Or you can... Go in our community and say, what can I, how can I serve? How can I help? What can I do? Um, you, can go and, you can be young and go and visit a senior's home and bring laughter and encouragement to them. There's all kinds of things to do. I know that Kenton has some ideas. Um, next week, we'll have that list compiled for you because we didn't get it all together this week. If you don't know where to start, start somewhere and, and grab that list. And just think about, what can I do? How can I serve? Where can I be involved? I know they need some help um, just making meals for the youth team on, uh, on evenings, on their nights with their leaders. They want to serve them. I know that Alexis can use some help upstairs. I know that Wayne can use some help to shuttle people or to just have people come alongside of others who are struggling and just be that person that they can lean on and be a part of. There's a lot of other opportunities for you and me to serve in. If you are getting to be that gray-haired older person, 
getting closer to maybe that golden age that they call retirement, which I can't figure out what that means. And so I challenge you to kind of take out and, and make a plan. This book here, Launch Your Encore, is, is a book that can help you with that. And in the first service, I forgot to tell them what the name was, but I just held it up. And when you're gray hair, you probably can't read that from here. So it's called Encore, Launch Your Encore, and it will help you to kind of navigate because we plan for a lot of things in life, but a lot of times we don't plan for what we want to do in the future. So that's one opportunity. I'll give you a few words of advice here. One, read that book. Two is make a life map. Make a, go through your whole life and say, what has God been at working in my life? What, is, what have I succeeded in? What have I failed in? What are some things that I can teach others? How will God use us? God has a plan for each part of it. And then have a plan. Get out of bed in the morning, shower, shave if you're a guy, for some guys. Um, ladies, you don't need to shave, I don't think. But shower, get ready, dress like you're going to work. And, and, and just say, God, what do you have in store for me today as I walk out these doors? Or if I sit and, and walk across to even go to the school and, and sit and pray for people as they go into school. And then fourthly, it's just read this book. He's got a lot of ideas for you and dare to dream. If you don't know where to start, I would say turn to First Chronicles. Why? Because there's a little prayer there called Prayer Jabez. And it says, Lord, would you bless me, expand my territory, that I might be filled with your love and care. Keep me from trouble and pain. And God answered Jabez's prayer. It's not a magic prayer, but it's a place to start. Lord, bless me, help me to serve others. And then lastly, just remember that you are beautiful. I think there's one slide that says that. You don't have to be perfect for God to use you, but you need to be available. Are you available to God? Have you put your hands out and said, Lord, when are I age, young, old, or in between, what do you want me to do? How can I be used by you? So that's my challenge for you this morning. Remember that you are beautifully made, and that you are wonderful in his sight. And so, as you listen to this song, by Mercy Me, called Beautiful, the words will be up here. You can read the words and let them, or you can just close your eyes and kind of meditate upon the words and let it sink into your heart and your life. But think about how beautiful you have been created by God and how you are made for so much more. So please listen with me. Days will come when you don't have the strength When all you hear is you're not worth anything Wondering if you ever could be loved And if they truly saw your heart they'd see too much You're beautiful
Lord, we are thankful, thankful for the way you lead and guide in our hearts and our lives. Continue to speak into our hearts and lives as we live out this thing called faith for you, as we ponder the ideas and ways that we can serve, not just here, but other places, that we can share your heart, your love, and that we would be people known for our enthusiasm and love for you. As we leave this place this week, may we shine wherever we are, whatever we do, that we might make your word known to others. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. We trust you have been encouraged and challenged in your faith journey. If you're desiring prayer, want more information on our church, want to partner with us or be involved in any way, please go to our website at mountoliveefc.com. We'll see you next time.